Do you have a strong-willed child? The determined type with very strong convictions? Today's guests are two of my very favorite strong-willed people. My mom, Connie Burroughs, is back. With a background in elementary education and a mother of four, she found great joy in raising multiple strong-willed children. And one of those determined children, my younger sister Megan, is here with us today to provide insight into the heart and mind of the strong-willed child. With a degree in communications, she uses those God-given convictions working in leadership development with the company Wild Leaders. And just a year ago, she joined us in the mom community with her first son and my first nephew, Silas. When you finish your time with us, you will recognize and appreciate the strong will of your child and come to see it as the blessing that God intended. Hi friends, welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Hi, well, thank you so much for being here, Megan and Mom. Such a treat. Um, and so fun, too, especially because Megan's coming. She doesn't even live out here. So that's so fun that you got to come visit and spend time with us doing this today. Such a treat. Yeah. So thank you, guys. All right, so I am really excited about what we're talking about today, not just about raising a strong-willed child, which I think anyone who has spent any time around many of their own children or even around children in other places you see sometimes this one child or multiple children sometimes that you know, oh my goodness, this one's going to kind of give us a different run for our money here. And I think that it's really fun having you guys because not only did you get to raise mom and Megan as the strong willed child, but also <laughs> you both have that in common that you both were strong willed children. So before we even jump into the raising of them, because I was not the strong-willed child. I mean, I like have... You think I was? You were pretty strong-willed. Well... Yes. Okay, okay. So maybe. I feel like Megan took it to a different level, though. It was different. <laughs> it was just a different... She had a different way of coming at it. You were just defiant straight to my face. <laughs> um, whereas Megan was more of a sneaky defiant. That is true. That is true. Okay. Well, what I was thinking we could start is I thought it might be fun to start talking about first, like get in the head of that child, because I think that's a helpful thing to think about where are kids coming from when they're acting the way that they are. So let's start there. So what do you, for you, apparently for me too, did it feel like, <laughs> this also yeah, now I'm going to have to say different things. What do you think it felt like for you being a strong-willed child? Well, I think, I mean, and I can see why you would think that maybe me more than you in some of the examples of how you're thinking about it, and you can correct us if we're wrong, but I know that some of it felt like a need for being able to make my own decisions most of the time, and... <laughs> like holding your own hand when you were two. I don't know you guys what I'm talking about, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, we're crossing the street, I'd rather hold my own hand, because I don't really want anyone to touch. I actually really had to do with, like, not wanting people to like control you control me so, so as you. a child that became don't touch me <laughs> is how that translated as a child and then changed in different ways as I was older in more 
verbal ways, I'm sure. But I think when I was little, you know, yeah, don't hold my hand. I'd rather hold my own hand. Um, you know, when I was upset, don't touch me because you already <laughs> got, hug me, me, to help you me, already got me in trouble, which is taking away some of my control. So now don't try to also take my space away from me. That's all I have left at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I think, so just to explain the don't hold. So this was like, if you're going to cross the street, if yes. I was going to cross the street with you yeah, and I would say, Megan, hold my hand. Yeah. And you would say, no, I'll, I'll hold, hold my, my own hand. hand. <laughs> and Which this... represented wanting freedom. That's <laughs> what that meant. Yes. And so I think that, I think, yeah, there was some, there was, I think the strong willedness for me, and I think it is probably different for a lot of kids, uh, came out in wanting control of my space and my decisions. And so as a child, that meant let me cross the street on my own. And even when I was in trouble, I didn't, I didn't mind getting, like, I understood when I was in trouble, but then can we just not dwell on it? Because that means that I was wrong and I really don't like to sit with that. <laughs> and so I'd really rather us just like, so like get on she, with it. Don't. She, so like when you got in trouble and you got punished, yeah. my other children, I would want to console them by giving them a hug and patting them. Right. But you would say... Please I don't, don't want you to me. touch me right now. Probably no please at that point. Don't touch me right now. Yeah. Because yeah. I was, because I just want, I, yeah, I wanted to process it on my own and I wanted to move on. And I think that, yeah, so I don't know. I'll stop there. I'm yeah. Sure there's other things we can. <laughs> <laughs> well, what yeah. about, okay, so mom, you also were very strong-willed. Yes. You want to tell a strong-willed story? Well, I just, um, as a little girl, if I didn't get my way, and, and I only remember this happening one time, and I think it was the last time I ever did it, I would hold my breath until I passed out. <laughs> and, I just hadn't thought of it. I would have done it too. It just didn't come to mind. <laughs> Not a bad idea. And, um, and my mom Your even mom. like asked the doctor, what should I do? Because she just started giving in to me when I would start holding my breath because she didn't want me to pass out. And I, I still have a chair at our house now that when I was a little girl, we went into a furniture store. And I sat down in this chair, and it was really cute. It was a little rocker, and it matched my mom's chair. This was my favorite story that she told me growing up. <laughs> so that's what and so, so my mom said, okay, Connie, it's time for us to leave the store. And I wouldn't get out of the chair. And every time they picked me up, I just held on, gripped onto the chair. And so the chair would come with me. <laughs> and so I started to hold my breath when they said, said I was going to have to give up the chair. I started holding my breath. And so my mom said, fine, we'll just buy the chair, which, of course, was a very bad thing to do for a strong-willed child to just give in to them in that way because it you just also encouraged it. you want them on the floor of the store. Passed, passed out, out of the furniture store. So I still have the chair. You know, she did get her money's worth out of it. I'm still enjoying it with my grandchildren. Yes. But uh, it's just an example mm -hmm. of, yes, I had strong-willed tendencies. And I have actually seen them come out even as an adult, when people ask me to do something that I really don't want to do, I can feel inside of me that it's, you know, mm -hmm. really hard for me to give in. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I always have, you use the word determined a lot when you would talk about it. Mm -hmm. I feel like strong-willed kind of has like a negative connotation with it that if you were to say like, oh, this child of mine is very strong-willed, 
that Mm -hmm. it just comes across almost critical of in spirit. Whereas you, a lot of times I remember using the word determined. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think that I've definitely adopted that for, especially one, I mean, there's multiple, but in different ways, but especially one that tends to be really determined in our home Mm -hmm. and, um, just strong. And I do see that determination in me because there have been so many things where it's like a lot of people probably would just quit Mm -hmm. or not keep trying something over and over or, say, well, I'm, I think I'm just going to do this, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I think I'm going to have a fifth baby and then maybe go ahead and start a podcast. (laughs) Good timing. (laughs) Right. Because you're determined. Because I'm determined. Yeah. So yeah. And another, another word that we use in my work in the leader development space a lot that I think aligns with this really well is conviction and convicted. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's not something that everyone has, but we talk a lot about people who, um, others are drawn to a lot of time, like as leaders and as they grow are people who have conviction or who are convicted about the things that they're mm-hmm. doing. And I think that that doesn't come across if people aren't strong willed about something, mm-hmm. they're probably not going to be that convicted about what they're doing. Cause it's kind of either way. And I think that that goes a long way mm-hmm. too. So what do you think are ways mom that you with, with us, cause we still have that determination as adults. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you think you walk that line with us of helping to mold that? I think about that Dr. Dobson phrase of mm-hmm. shaping the will without breaking the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've read his book, The Strong Will Child. Mm-hmm. And when I say read, I think I listened to it. I don't think I actually read it, but that's okay. It's the same um, right. It's how I do. Uh, but but it's, it was really encouraging. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like you guys went about that, you and dad, of shaping that strong will bend without mm-hmm. us being passed out on a floor of a furniture <laughs> store, but not just destroying it. Right. Well, I think one of the things that um, I remember my mother-in-law giving me, me this advice, and she would say to save the nose for things that really matter. Mm. You know, ch- kind of choose what hill you're going to die on. And, and so then mostly try to say yes as much as you can. And I think that's true for all children, mm-hmm. but I think especially if you've got one that it's hard for them to comply always. <laughs> and so you may as well, you know, try to go along with the things that you can and then the things that you can't, then you really can't. And I think, you know, as they get older, explaining some of the things, but as they're, when they're really young, you know. You can't really, we try to talk to two-year-olds, and I do talk to two-year-olds, but the truth is they're very irrational. And so you can use other methods like distraction mm-hmm. and that sort of thing instead of just saying no. That's just very hard. And we did say no yeah. about some things, but it is very hard if you don't give a child any way out. I think the options were huge mm-hmm. that you would say like, okay, you know, what's time we're going to get dressed now. Would you like to have this or have this? Mm-hmm. And cause it's like, you still have to get dressed, mm-hmm. but these are your choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. helpful. Do you feel like it was different? Like the disciplining of the more strong-willed versus the less strong-willed. Oh, yes. No, I think it was really the same between me and Ryan. I think it was just, just the, the same. same. You're yeah. very similar. No. It's very, Sweet Ryan. very different. Yes, one of my other children, um, yes, I could just say to him, we're not going to do that. And, and he'd he probably say, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Yes, yes, yes. And so mm-hmm. I didn't need to be... 
you know, I, I wasn't having to always think through. It, it takes a different lot, strategy. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of thinking to, you know, planning ahead to recognize if I say this, she's going to say this. Like when we would go shopping for clothes, if I saw <laughs> something that I would think, oh, this would be so cute on her, I knew don't touch that one because she'll never want that one. So <laughs> instead, I might guide her to that rack of clothes and have her look through it. And she probably would choose it because we really had similar taste. But if I said, oh, Megan, this would be so cute on you, I could be sure she wouldn't even want to try it on. And then I'll probably end up picking out the shirt with a puppy dog on it. (laughs) (laughs) I know that you don't really like it. That's right. That's (laughs) Just because, just to push it a little bit. Yeah. It wasn't a bad shirt, just different. Just different than something (laughs) mom would choose. Mm Yeah. I um I was thinking about there's another book that we read that I listened to that I really liked. It was by Cynthia Tobias and it's called You Can't Make Me But I Could Be Persuaded and I feel like that kind of goes along mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that but it is a tricky thing because there are places where you have to decide when am I going to just end this argument and say, "You know what? We've had this conversation. We've been doing this for a, a long while now. We've gone through the explanation." I've given the options, you're not taking either, and you're still determined that your third option is best, because that's what happens with mine who tends, mm-hmm. my ones, it's funny because I'm thinking of a different person now, but who tend to be very determined is when I say, here's your two choices, that then it's like, well, how about this other choice? Mm-hmm. And you can't always do that choice. And right. mm-hmm. um, So how do you think that you guys determined that balance of saying, here's where I'm going to give grace and say, you know what, this isn't going to be the hill versus, no, I am still your mom and this is what we're mm-hmm, going to have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do, I think there's just situations. It's hard to just think of one yeah. exact one, but there were some things like crossing the street, for example, that I brought right. that up earlier. Mm-hmm. She did not ever want to hold my hand, but she was a small child. She had to hold my hand. She could it would be very, I'd be putting her life in danger. Mm-hmm. So in those kinds of situations, I would squat down and I would mm-hmm. look right in her little tiny face and say, you must hold my hand. And I would determine mm-hmm. we're not walking across the street. We're not getting out of the car until you hold my hand. And I do think that it helped it again different personalities i knew it's better to not spring things on her mm-hmm. it was best before we ever got out of the car seat to start talking about yes. we're going to get out of the car and when we get out of the car mm-hmm. you're going to hold mommy's hand so you can be safe and the car won't run over you um so we're going to hold hands and so mm-hmm. we could go on and start having that discussion before mm-hmm. we ever got out of the car seat um to kind of prepare her heart for compliance mm-hmm. and i think that that was where like, as I think through a lot of it, I think that when there was different expectations or it was a transition that I wasn't expecting, mm-hmm. I think that was hard because I liked to really creatively think about how things were going and this is what's going to happen. So then I can kind of, a lot of it had to do with like thinking in your head and kind of imagining how that was going to play out or what I was going to wear, all those things. Um, so when it was kind of sprung, if it was like all of a sudden we're doing this, I think that's where a lot of Mm-hmm. those moments came. I for or, sure see that in our house. When something, get, when yeah. an expectation that was set gets changed, the people who tend to be more strong-willed, mm-hmm. that's harder for mm-hmm. than the ones who aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think part of it has to do with maybe even like a creative side that's a part of that as mm-hmm. well, of mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. through what choices do I want to make in all of this? And 
Yeah, and thinking and maybe more future oriented, even like you're kind of thinking and expecting it, yeah. whereas others who are just kind of like, sure, whatever, don't really care. And it's just like, we're changing this. And they're like, okay. perfect, point me in the direction. <laughs> whereas I'm like, I was already like imagining myself 10 steps ahead and now mm-hmm. we're going that way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I think that the expectation setting and especially like preparing for transitions, which is so funny because I've even already said that about Silas, mm-hmm. that um, my lactation and specialist he's so helped me with still. that. And he's so little. And she was saying to recognize that transitions are hard for him. Mm. And so knowing that, okay, bath time, if I just get you out, you start crying every time. But if I, but now I have a little order of things where like, first we put this toy away and then we do this and then we clap and then I get you out and he's smiling because mm. he's learned that this is like this transition of now I'm going to get out. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I think so maybe expectations, so young, but I think that's a really expectations big expectations maybe are important. Oh yeah. For a child that's to more strong willed. Yeah. Yeah. I think some self empowerment too mm-hmm. is helpful in that mm-hmm. kind of like we we're talking about earlier, but even with expectations, yeah. when we were talking, I've even thought about like chores, for instance, that conversation yeah. that whereas for some people it might be easy to just say, Hey, like here are your specific chores for the day and go over them with them mm-hmm. for others it might be a much better blessing to just say, hey, let's check that chore chart and get rolling because then it's giving them like that empowerment Mm -hmm. to do it on their own. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it still needs to get done. It's just the way you go about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes a big difference. Even thinking of like my chore when I was a little cleaning out the car. Yes. I think that if she had told me like, this is exactly how you have to do it, Mm -hmm. I would have hated doing it. Yes. But it was just clean out the car. And then I did great because I had the speed freedom and the space. And you were probably pretending when you were in the car. Totally. Well, it was a car wash. I was running a car wash. <laughs> I was a business owner. I was a young entrepreneur <laughs> making it, you know, so. Heaven. Yeah. And yeah. you did a really good job, I got to say. I did. I did. And interesting <laughs> that that was a chore, too, that I remember thinking ahead. It was something you could have your own space. Yep. And go out and do that on your own. Nobody was around you Mm -hmm. and gave you your own space, which Mm -hmm. you really liked. Well, and I do think it's a gift, which is also interesting because I think, Mm -hmm. again, it just has a negative connotation with it. You don't, I don't think I, I can't think of very many times ever that I've heard a parent or a mom say, oh, it's just, just the sweetest thing, the strong will and strong nature in my, (laughs) in my child. Cause it is hard and it takes time and it takes emotional, different emotional energy and different Mm -hmm. intention, like intentionality. Like you talked about like Mm -hmm. strategizing and thinking through how you're going to do things, Mm -hmm. but it is a gift. So what ways have you seen like watching us? What ways have you seen mom that gift like grow into something that has been used in really wonderful ways you know it really has been amazing and um, a lot of things with your children you think oh someday down the road I'll see the benefits of this Mm -hmm. but some of them I got to see even when you guys were young Mm -hmm. that you would have friends over who maybe wanted to do things that you didn't want to do I remember, Megan, you had a friend. Actually, both of you have had friends when you were little that didn't want to be around your younger siblings. Mm. And both of you just said, no, she's playing with us or mm-hmm. he's playing with mm. us. Mm-hmm. And and so it it caused your, you were confident. Yeah. It caused, you know, I think you were, that determination, that strong will, it plays out. There's two sides to every coin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's, there's really great things about a child who's more compliant. Um, but there's also hard things about that child because maybe they don't feel like they can 
say what they're really feeling. Whereas the more strong-willed child, more determined child is more likely to just go right on and say, no, I'm not doing this. We yeah. shouldn't, we should not do this. So, so then as you yeah. got older, I saw it through your teen years, even yeah. when you were in college, yeah. Krista, I remember times when, you know, other people, when you were a freshman in college were making decisions that you didn't think yeah. you should go I remember along everyone with. all going to see a movie and me saying, okay, if that's the one we're going to pick, then I'm just not going to go. Yeah. And they were like, oh, come on, it's fine. It's like, no, that's not a good choice. So it's fine. Yeah. So I stayed back yeah. for the night and it was fine. I remember it was a pleasant evening, but it was, yeah. I think you're probably right. It was that determinedness right. that kept me out of that trouble. Right. But it was, and, and as Megan said, conviction. Mm-hmm. It's a great word mm-hmm. because if it had just been like, my mom told me not to see this movie, so I right. won't see it. That's, you were living I in college. You would have yeah. gone to see it. <laughs> right. I would have told there. you. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But your conviction helped you mm-hmm. to make those choices. Yeah. Well, I think that's a lot of hope for moms who are in like the thick of it right now, whether, because I think you can be in the thick of it in so many different ages. It could be in the thick of it with a two-year-old or with a 10-year-old or with a teenager. You know, there's so many different, those are such different seasons of challenging aspects of having a strong-willed mm-hmm. child. And um, would there be any like last word of hope that you would want to offer to a mom of a, who's really just in that path right now? I would just encourage you to think about that God made your child this way. Mm. That they, and it's not something you've done. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. And if we can yeah. think of it as a gift and to think, how will God use this in the future? And I know that's hard when you're in the thick of it, but recognizing this is how God made this child and he has a plan for their lives. Mm-hmm. And so I want to nurture this. I don't want mm-hmm. to try to squash it. I want to nurture it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, it's definitely encouraged me as I've been on this path in different and <laughs> different seasons already with my kids. So, um, and who knows, we'll see what Silas ends up, if he I ends know. up getting that gift as well. I think he does. <laughs> I think he does. I think I can tell. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. I so appreciate you being so with fun. us today. You have been entrusted by God with a mighty force. When you look into the determined eyes of that child who is full of great conviction, remember that will is a gift from God that will carry them through life. Initially, I didn't see myself as strong-willed. I think that's because determined children are viewed negatively in our culture of moms. But that spirited determination makes me who I am today. My strong conviction to homeschool my children pushes me through the struggles that come with raising and educating a family of five children. Being the Christian wife of a husband in law enforcement in Southern California has been hard, especially over this last year. But my God-given determination has allowed me to persevere through the challenges. I want you to join me in being the change in our mom culture. Let's speak life into our strong-willed children. Let's affirm that God made them who they are so that they will grow into strong adults who thrive through the challenges of life. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below, where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, 
Be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends. And join us next week for a conversation about when your husband has a stressful job.